Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and tonight I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law. Ryan, how you doing? Great. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. It's Friday. It's Friday, and more than that, it is Memorial Day weekend. We get some time off work. I hope all you fine folks out there um, have some time to relax as well. Um, but even better than that, this episode, we are talking about Pokemon. I am really excited for this. Two 25-year-old men. Still playing, <laughs> getting lost in the Kanto region, collecting yeah. our little Pokemon monsters. So uh, we hope you guys are ex- as, as excited as we are. Um, we have a full agenda tonight, and uh, we will get to that in a second. But the first thing I want to do is just kind of thank you guys uh, as listeners that have tuned into the show. Um, we were kind of looked at the statistics throughout the week. I, I was, <laughs> I was the number of messages I've gotten at work, <laughs> like, hey, we got like. Five more people who cared of <laughs> what we have to say. I'm excited. No, I mean, it's it's definitely, especially I'm sure other podcasters out there that might be listening, when when the numbers are going up, you it's just it's just a good feeling. You know, I got the same feeling when I um, was creating YouTube videos and people would comment or uh, like the videos, whatever it may have been. It was just, it's just a really p- good feeling and yeah. uh, no different here with the show. So we'd like over 100 downloads in le- in a week. And so for me, that is... Absolute success. If we have that consistent viewership moving forward, I'll be more than more than happy. I'm happy for ten <laughs> an episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> just want to thank you guys. With three or four being me. Yeah. Yeah. So we just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm gonna quickly just kind of run down the agenda. The first thing we want to do is talk about the logo for the show. Uh, you might remember last episode I was kind of joking with Ryan that um, you know we were thanking Mark, the, my friend who created the logo. Um, for the logo we hadn't seen at the time yet. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, that you will now see the finished, amazing logo that we have. And Podbean has it as well. Podbean has it as, as well. Um, so after we kind of break that down, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing recently, of course. We got someone, good friend of mine for a long time, created the logo to my YouTube show years ago. Landon wrote into the show, as all you fine folks can at otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're going to dig into that question. He actually sent us two, so we're excited about that. And then it gets into all things Pokemon. We're going to talk about our first experiences playing the game, the starter that we chose. Then we're going to talk about Pokemon memories in general. We're going to get into our favorite game and series, favorite spinoff games. And uh, Ryan, what else do we have on the agenda tonight? We have the uh, Pokemon teams that we're currently using in, I think, Ruby version for both of us. Weren't you ranting about <laughs> how great Sapphire was? Yes, but you know what? I take pride in, in being sacrificial in my marriage, and Lauren grew up playing uh, Sapphire, so I purposely bought Al- or, uh, what is it, Alpha Sapphire for her, and I chose Omega Ruby. You really took the against, fall. Against my better judgment, I, I'm playing Omega Ruby, yes. So he's, he's now a Ruby fan. Nope. And uh, after that, we're going to go into uh, Sun and Moon, our thoughts on that, along with X and Y, and then where we want the series to go from there. Yeah, so should be a lot of fun. We're really excited about it. But uh, let's kick things off, Ryan. Let's talk about the logo for the show. Uh, Mark, thank you again if you're listening. My goodness. Yeah, this it is, looks great. I um I posted it on Twitter actually, you know, the, the little rough sketch that you made at work that day and you sent it to me. 
I am very productive at work. Clearly. My Ryan, my <laughs> boss who listens to this. <laughs> I mean, you did this at home and not at work. But anyways, um, I sent out on Twitter like a rough sketch of um, what you would come up with for the show logo. At home. And uh, I sent that to Mark and he created the... Um, the magnificent piece of art that you see there. So, Ryan, what, what is your what's the deal with your character there? Um, so, I am holding the Moonlight Greatsword from the Dark Souls games, along with Bloodborne. It's uh, kind of a signature of those games. It's a magical two-handed weapon. Um, and then I also have the robes from Full Metal Alchemist. They're Edward Elric's ro- uh, robes. Nice. It's a uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood has just an amazing plot. It's an anime. Um, as far as pacing goes, character development, just it's just all around an amazing show. And I think I've watched it. It's six seasons. I'm not sure. I know um, I have they're the on first, Netflix. Yeah, I have the yeah. first two. I think um, it's it's a really good show. It is. It is. Yeah, it would not probably transfer well to like actual people playing these characters, just for how crazy it gets mm-hmm. well we all know um, how that turned out when they try to do that with dragon ball z and that movie or was... the um what was it death note on netflix i never watched that but i heard horrible yeah it was a pretty bad horrible yeah or yeah dragon ball z was really bad as well <laughs> uh, i never saw that but i watched like previews and everything and it was just uh yeah or, you, or let's do avatar get, like, that's the worst of them all oh no m night Shyamalan. They said Ong. like yeah. the first it's ang they they pronounce it in the freaking anime. You know, I like M. Night Shyamalan's movies. He definitely has a lot of gems, but oh, does he have some stinkers. Like, The Happening is probably one of, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my is life. Is one about plants? Maybe. Mark Wahlberg's in it, and the dialogue is just... Yeah, it's about plants. Awful. Um, yeah. Yeah, he has definitely some some pretty poor movies. But then there's great ones like um, Split and... Uh, Sixth Sense? Sixth Sense is like one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Um, we're off to a great start. Completely diverging from what we want to <laughs> yeah. talk about. So what about you, Rusty? What yeah. about your picture? So, you know, it's really no surprise here. Um, I'm, I'm, of course, welding the the Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts, my favorite game of all time. And two of my other favorite characters in video games you'll find on my t-shirt, kind of a collaboration of the two. So little Charmander is there. Uh, he's looking a little all adorable. And he is wearing the, the mage outfit of Vivi from Final Fantasy IX, one of my favorite characters in not only um, RPGs, but really just in video games. So um, I'm really glad that it turned out as well as it did. He's holding his little staff there. Um, just just adorable. So I love the logo. I mean, <laughs> I constantly yeah. am just in awe of it. Every and time I got my beard, which is oh, yeah, way look at that. too long currently. Looking so at that, coming up that, strong. But... And um, I'm looking all not beard-like <laughs> with my, my yeah, glasses. Baby face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I still get carded for rated R movies. It's, yeah. it's okay. It's fine. I do not. <laughs> um, without further ado, though, let's start talking about some of the games that we were playing um, over the course of the week. So why don't you go ahead? Yeah, so I've been playing Minecraft on the PS4. Played that a few hours. Um, I got a text from Rusty again while I was at work and saying, hey, I just downloaded a bunch of uh, PSN games. So... Um, I downloaded Lord of Lord of the Fallen. Lords of Fallen. Lords of Fallen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I haven't played that yet, but it looks cool. It's kind of um, it's like a Dark Souls more clone. colorful version of Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on my way home from work today, I just picked up Dark Souls Remastered. Very nice. So we're gonna play that yeah. after this. After <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, I've actually already played. Um, yeah. Like I kind of mentioned in a previous episode, quite a bit of Dark Souls. But I'm looking forward to seeing your kind of raw impressions uh, when we get a chance to. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. 
get playing that later tonight. But um, for me, uh, the first game I want to talk about is kind of a uh, recap of last week. So ukulele, I talked quite extensively about that last episode. And um, I was really enjoying it, you know, last week when I had really started playing it. And uh, my, my impressions really haven't changed drastically. I did something that I really never do. I'm not much of a completionist when it comes to video games. Um, I really haven't been since the N64 era with, like, collectathon type games. But seeing that this was a spiritual successor to one of the greatest collectathons ever, Banjo-Kazooie, I went ahead and did everything possible in the game, and I platinum. I got the platinum trophy. I think you sent me that text Wednesday, and I was curious if it was a lot of stuff to platinum, or you just <laughs> spent a lot of hours. I, uh, I, I spent some, some late nights, you know, I, uh... I watched Pete Dore on, on Twitch, and... Uh, said she hasn't seen you in a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, she's also sick, so I've been quarantined on the couch. Yeah, um, okay. But, um, but yeah, so I watched Pete Dore on Twitch late at night, and he kind of starts streaming like around 8 o'clock, and, and he'll stream anywhere from, you know, until 12 o'clock until 2 in the morning, and, you know, sometimes I... I kind of push the limit a little bit and <laughs> stay up late and watch yeah. him stream and, and play ukulele. So I ended up finishing it. I would say... Um, again, my impressions really haven't changed. I really would encourage people to get this game, especially for how inexpensive it is. Um, and there's really just not enough kind of collect-a-thon 3D platformers these days. Uh, you know, I was really kind of taken aback because I was talking quite a bit in the Twitch chat, um, on Pete's, on Pete's channel, and a lot of people were, like, really bashing the game. And, um, I, I definitely understand the gripes that people had, but I also don't think it's as, as poor as people are making it out to be. So... Um, you know, if you heard my impressions last week, haven't changed much. I would say grinding for the platinum, collecting some of the stuff, maybe kind of tainted, uh, some of the charm of the game, but I still, I still really enjoy it. So ukulele, definitely check it out. You can get it on pretty much every platform currently. The next game I want to talk about is also Pete Doerr's fault. Okay. I think it was Sunday night, maybe Monday night. He was streaming, um... I don't even know, some platformer or something like that. And then, you know, he was searching PSN for a game, and he came across this game called Life of Black Tiger. Now, this what? is quite possibly... <laughs> no, not quite po It is the single worst game I have ever played in my entire life. But it's also a living legend, and one that will be talked about decades from now as one of storytelling genius and gameplay greatness. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's crap, but no, it's great. No, in all honesty, it's the, the like the greatest heap of garbage I've ever played. So, I wanna I wanna nice. save all of you guys from paying ten dollars for this. You by, paid okay. Yeah, don't Pete. I'm telling you, the guy he like ruins bank accounts. But this game, I want to talk about the story to kind of save all of you guys from not playing it. I also I, these are direct quotes from in game in game play. Okay. But oh, I, this better be good. No, it, you're going to be rolling. These are, like, ridiculous, <laughs> okay? So, this is the opening title, like, little quote. Born as Black Tiger, I was abandoned by my parents from the time I was born. I've been alone and nobody was at my side. Whatever things I find are all my enemy. I will make all of you scared of me. And then each bullet sub-bullet point here is, like, a different part in the game. So, okay. so there's, like... You know, they have this weirdo quote. It kind of introduces the level. You play the level, and then afterwards you get, like, another quote. Okay? Okay. So just keep that in mind. 
While I was tired of fighting with the wolves, a female tiger appeared from... You said, <laughs> you said wolves again, really weird. Y- you know what? Wolves. Okay, it's, it's, it, there's an L in there. There's not an L. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's wolves. Just like it's 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 Wolf of it's it's crap for that one. It's Wolf of Wall Street. It's it's Rudolph. There's no it's it's Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Okay, listen, I never learned how to pronounce L's when I was younger. Okay, it's, it's a problem. Uh, continuing, stop I think it. when we have a speech pathologist friend who can help you. Okay, well, we'll, uh, we'll set, up a, <laughs> set up an appointment later in the week. Moving on here. All right. So while I was tired of fighting with the wolves, thank you, a female tiger appeared. From somewhere, we met for the first time. I want to share my fate with the female tiger. Let's. <laughs> is that a euphemism? Just listen. You just, okay. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you just finish. just laugh, but don't comment here. Okay. I want to share my fate with the female tiger. Let's hunt a rhino to show my courage to her. Now let's hunt a Samoan antelope to make the female tiger have a good feeling toward me. <laughs> Today is my best day. My female tiger is pregnant. Female tiger finally gave birth to a baby. It's good to find that the baby is not a black one like me. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoa. <laughs> this is not, listen, I'm not racist. This is. This. No, it went from sexist, like calling her purely by a female tiger to like, at least it's not a black tiger. <laughs> to be fair, and I'm in no way stereotyping here, but I don't think this game was made by a um, English being their, their first language, clearly. Because the way some of this, this dialogue is written... I just, it sounds like Google Translator. Yeah, I don't think that... Yeah, so let's, let's keep moving on. So, <laughs> later in the game... Jeez. This is not a quote. Later in the game, the female tiger, after she's given birth to this baby... Does she is, have a name? No, it's female tiger. Nice. In Life of Black Tiger. Okay. It's that, yeah. They wouldn't have time to make games. They didn't have the budget for that. Yeah. So, later in the game, the mom is killed by a bunch of poachers. Aw. Yeah, so that's kind of sad. But then, this, this is how the story continues. Next time on Life of Black Tiger... My loving female tiger was dead. Unbearable rage is flaring up, but I should endure. I should find my baby taken by the batty human. I'll tear off the batty human. Batty (laughs) human? Let me repeat that. My loving female tiger was dead. Unbearable rage is flaring up, but I should endure. I should find my baby taken by the batty human. I'll tear off the batty human. (laughs) So... So basically, the game, it, it almost, like, backtracks. It transitions, and you're playing as the human. So you basically then have to kill the female tiger. And then at the very end of the game, you end up killing the black tiger. It's, it's no, there's just, don't even ask what? questions. It's seriously the most bizarre, you weirdo. You beat the entire game. Yeah, it took me two hours. I got all the trophies. It was just, like, a college project for someone who <laughs> no, it was, flunked it was out. Pete's game room project. But what was amazing is so... So there's a multiplayer component to this game. So you go into this server room, and it's, it, it's there's like not even multiple servers. It's just one server, and we were the only people playing. So like, I think I'm, I'm curious. I'm surprised why there was yeah there was like five people in Pete's chat all playing at the same time, and so there's no there's no leaderboards. There's no score system, but you have like 15 different animals that you can choose from. So you got like rabbit, antelope, bear. Um, you can be a squirrel. You can, of course, be a tiger, a baby tiger. You can... The crazy thing is that you can unlock, like, elephants and stuff like that. That's, but... that's a rare unlock. <laughs> but the unlock <laughs> takes 1,500,000, like, points. And just by being the game, you only get, like, 
80,000 points. So you'd have to sit there and grind through this horrible game for probably like 20 hours before you'd end up unlocking. Although Pete did say that there's like some kind of way that you can spam a level and get a bunch of points, but regardless, it was horrible. So you're in the, you're, you're in this giant arena, basically, and the draw distances, I've honestly seen better draw distances in a PS1 game. It was so bad. Um, like you'd walk up to a level and then grass would just start like appearing. You know, it's just really bad. Um, but the, the, the really fun thing was just almost making your own fun. So kind of creating your own experience, making your own rules. So we basically had five people in the chat, five or six people in the like chat. That, that crappy pirate game that that... Sea of Thieves or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had a couple people that were like antelope and then there were a couple people that were chickens. Sounds like a start of a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Two antelope. <laughs> no, no <laughs> but, to a bar. But anyway, so like we would start on separate like parts of the map and then we would just charge at each other and fight. And then the last one standing one type of thing. So like one person would be an antelope, three people, three or four people would be chickens. How does Lauren feel that you're up at like three in the morning <laughs> as an antelope Simula- charging simulating. people online? <laughs> Like simulating like Helm's Deep. <laughs> she would probably <laughs> she would probably love me more. But you know, yeah. and then the the last thing I want to talk about that we did was we were all rabbits and we were all at the start the base of this mountain. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. And the, the greatest thing was that le- that Pete was like live commentating on like who was taking the lead while he was playing. It was it was seriously like. You know, I, I to, I'm here sitting here talking about it being like one of the worst games, but it was also like one of the most memorable gaming experiences I've ever had. Yeah, it's the hard part's going to be finding five people playing at once. <laughs> no, it was on I a mean, singular server, the only server. Yeah, so that's Life of Black Tiger. I would not <laughs> encourage anyone to play this game unless you're looking for just a really janky mess of a PSN game. But uh, yeah, that's that, those are the games that we've been playing recently. Um, I yeah. also did download a little PSA announcement or a little public service announcement here. Um, PSN is having a sale for, for PlayStation Plus members, and I grabbed Lords of Fallen, the complete edition, all DLC for five dollars, and sleep it's like five twenty four with tax. Okay, stop, you Mister, you know, anal- analytics over here. <laughs> and then um, uh, Sleeping Dogs, which was the the Grand Theft Auto Four game that we all wanted. Yeah, you run around as dogs, just like it's <laughs> the Black Tiger. No, Sleeping Dogs. You're like um, an undercover cop in like um, like Chinatown, and you basically go undercover and like try and infiltrate the Triad Gang. But it is seriously like the um, the Grand Theft Auto Four game that everyone wanted. It has the combat system of the Batman Arkham games. It's just a lot of fun. So, little announcement there if you guys are looking for something to play on PSN for cheap. Check those out. Okay. Um, you want to start talking about Pokemon? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. So let's start to talk about kind of the first game that we oh, played. Oh, we have questions. Landon, I apologize, man. See, we're still amateurs. It's amateur. I got you. It's amateur hour over here. Landon, Ryan's got your back. So Landon, again, he uh, created the logo for my YouTube channel um, years ago. Really great guy. He stayed in contact with me on Twitter. So appreciate you rewriting him, buddy. We're going to go ahead and uh, answer these questions. So Ryan, number... Question number one. We'll do one at a time here. Have you ever wanted to make a game? Why or why not? If yes, what would it be about? Have you tried computer programming before? Yeah, so I um, I think playing games, we're constantly judging, like Black Tiger, if a game is crap or not, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're constantly thinking of how this can be better or I can do this better. Um, so I've, yeah, I've, I've definitely thought of 
making a game or definitely coming up with ideas, um, whether I could code or not, like how a perfect game would be structured. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, what my kind of game was, it was very similar to, well, there's a mod on Minecraft called Pokemobs, which actually... (laughs) Of course there is. Oh, yeah, there is. Um, it got taken down from copyright infringement, Makes which sense. is unfortunate, but it was basically like you had Pokemon in the Minecraft world. Um, so if you scale up the detail or resolution on those Pokemon and you have Pokemon running around, yeah. it's it would be the perfect Pokemon game. Because it's kind of like Pokemon Go, but you still have, like, you can control your character as opposed to, like, running around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of... My thought as a kid when I was kind of conceptualizing what I'd want from a game that I could make. Mm-hmm. Um, I have computer programmed a bit in college. So in my engineering classes, I did C++. And then business analytics classes, I did SQL, which is um, a database mm-hmm. programming language. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, so I think, you know, when I was younger, you know, the kind of the perfect game that I was conceptualizing was just Skyrim, especially... Being such a big fan of Lord of the Rings, um, yeah. just wanting to be able to control a character, first person or third person perspective, and just kind of really tailoring the experience <laughs> to your liking on a giant kind of mythical Tolkien esque world. Um, so Skyrim really did that for me. Um, if I had to think of something else, though, you know, Lord of the Rings: The Third Age, which not enough people play it, and those that do aren't super fond of it. I actually really am fond of it. It's a turn based um, RPG. So think like Final Fantasy. Nice. And um, it's definitely not as well realized as it could have been, and it's it's just not as um, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's just not great. It's good. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I'd actually recommend even more so the GBA game. It's more of like a Fire Emblem tactical RPG. But in any case, I'd really like them with you know they've made this open world epic action game with the Shadow of Mordor series, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor yeah. and Shadow of War games. I think those are. Excellent, especially with the nemesis system that they've curated there. Um, but I'd love them, someone, to take, you know, the... Um, Can you imagine nemesis... Sorry, not to butt in, but the nemesis system for gym leaders in Pokemon. I was just thinking, yeah. How <laughs> freaking amazing would that be? That would be awesome. Yeah, I man. Can because, you... Okay, instead of this BS... <laughs> that was a hard sensor right there. Yeah. Instead of this crap with the, like, trials... Whatever they did in Sun and Moon, which I'm going to rant about later. Yeah. But can you imagine Nemesis system? It'd be pretty like rad. you have consistent gym leaders that are changing. I mean, yeah, that no, would be amazing. I agree. That would be pretty neat. Um, gosh, you interrupt me so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's my best quality. <laughs> in any case, um, I'd really like for for some developer to take the Lord of the Rings franchise and make some kind of turn based um, RPG with that. Um, I think they really need to kind of um, expand the, the the universe. I really liked some of kind of the um, the liberties they took with some of the story in the Shadow of Mordor games. I'd like them to do something similar with like an RPG open world type game with Lord of the Rings. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and the next thing is just more games like Ukulele with with like no gimmicks, no weapons or anything, just traditional 3D platformers. Um, that being said, I'd love for Nintendo to remake for the Switch Donkey Kong um, 64. Um, just yeah. just just games like that that. Um, just collectathons, great music, um, really tight platforming. I just love those types of games growing up, and there's just certainly not enough of them today. So 
Um, that's where I'd go if I had to make a game. Um, let's see what else. Computer programming here. At, similar to you, um, I have a, like an IT accounting background, so um, I did do some like MIS, you know, um, management information system type SQL work in college. Yeah. Um, nothing too extensive, but um, just just a little bit. Um, anything else to add there? Question no. One? All right. Question numero dos here. <clears throat> if you were on, if you were on a deserted island. <laughs> And only had a TV, electricity, a game console, and one game. What would that game console be, and what would the game be? Why? And then I totally missed this. <laughs> Landon, this is genius. I love this, man. So Ryan called me on the way home from work after I told him that you'd written in, and he pointed out this last little note that you have here. I think it's genius. But anyways, let me quickly... So what would that game console be, and what would the game be? Why? And then he has in parentheses, note your food source would be bananas and coconuts. <laughs> and then he says, thank you for your time, guys. Hashtag Otaku Brothers. So, Landon, thanks again. That's awesome. Love it, man. So, Deserted Island, game and console, what would it be? Um, so, first I'd be panicking because <laughs> I've, I don't really like uh, coconut, uh, which is, it's, no, it's important. Because okay. I had those Girl Scout cookies that had Samoas, Samoas and they're not good. <laughs> Tagalongs or Thin Mints that are frozen. And get the heck out if you eat anything else. Yeah. So that, and then I'd have a protein deficiency, so I'd have quashikers. Bro, you're seriously getting way <laughs> too analytical with this question. Yeah. No, it's important. Hypotheticals so, here. Since I have a, I'm lacking all those peptides. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I would only have a few months to live. So what I would do to occupy my time, I would have a like a high end computer where I could be able to mind or mod Minecraft. And I'd probably play Minecraft because it would allow me to do a bunch of different things. I wouldn't be kind of put into. I mean, like Skyrim, it's really open ended. It's mm -hmm. how you want to play. Yeah. Uh, but Minecraft, you kind of have those endless possibilities. So, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um. Yeah. So yeah. I would choose probably Skyrim, um, yeah. just because. You know, open world, endless possibilities. I wouldn't be worried about padwans or what did you say? What was the word you just used? Peptides. Peptides. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't like really concerned about my protein consumption. Um, I'd probably get a, like a little uh, volleyball named Wilson probably to, to <laughs> yeah. occupy me or uh, not occupy me, uh, be oh. alongside me on um, yeah, okay. this little journey. Um, but yeah, no, I'd probably just pick Skyrim honestly, just because it's a game that you can get lost in, especially if we're considering the DLC and mods like. You can play mm -hmm. that game for hundreds of hours. Yeah. Um, and on the computer, wait, are you doing it on a console or a computer? Do it on the computer. Computer, sure. Okay, so you, depending on how um, like high-end your computer is, you can just spawn in a bunch of chickens <laughs> in uh, Whiterun. Yeah. And just, well, we crashed our computer when we did this, but we entered, we... Uh, Lauren, it, you learned it? No, this? it was uh, Tim and I. Oh, okay. Um, we spawned in 1,500 chickens to Whiterun like, oh, it it was really bad. Or you can have like twenty dragons. Those are fun fights. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I love Skyrim. I mean, it, it's I've played it so many times that I need to probably take like a two year um, hiatus from it because it's just every time I turn it on now, it's I just ah, I can't play this for more than like five minutes. But um, I do really love the game. And again, as we were, I was talking about earlier, it's kind of like that perfect game for me. Yeah. But um, I don't think I'm I'm glossing over anything here. Um, I think that was. 
All only questions. Yeah. We're good. Landon, thanks again. Please, people, we want to make this show better, and I want you guys to help us do that. So Yeah, those questions are a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So please continue to write into the show, otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Link in the show notes to this podcast. So without further ado, Ryan, let's get into the Pokemon discussions. So first up on the agenda, the first game that you played in the Pokemon series and the starter Pokemon that you chose. So it was blue version uh, way back in the day on a, uh, what color? It was a see-through purple nice. Game Boy Color. Okay. Yeah. So I started with Squirtle. Um, actually, it was way too long ago. I think it was either Charmander or Squirtle. See, I, 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 I'm kind of I the really same boat. Char- At the time I was so young, I don't really remember one, the one I chose. I'm, yeah. I... One of those two. I know yeah. it, was, it wasn't Bulbasaur <laughs> because who wants a Venusaur <laughs> going through your first playthrough? It's either you got a dragon or you got this giant tortoise water turtle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have beaten it multiple times and I've gone through with all the starters. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say just for like pl- wanting to play the game like Ash went through the original yeah. cartoon, mm-hmm. Charmander is what I go, because I like that Charizard. Um, I also beat Yellow Version, so having the Pikachu okay. was nice. Yeah. Um, he's kind of the jerk, and you can't evolve him, but... Yeah. But he, he follows you he around. Was in, no, because he was in that sick bed in the cartoons, and you're like, oh, I can... Because it wasn't a Surge. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was Later, the Surge, Jim. He, he had, like, the Raichu. And... Yeah, and he was he had, like, agility or whatever, because he was a Pikachu. Yeah. And he was just like, no, you can keep your freaking stone, and... yeah. Oh yeah! Right? Okay, so when Ash was like, "Do you?" He basically gave he Pikachu tried, the, he's choice, like the choice, and he's like, "Pikachu!" You know, he's like all like basically. Yeah, like, and no. that means a lot of things. In- <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Chewie making noises. And yeah. Somehow Ash understands him. But, or Groot. Or Groot. Um, good. Yeah. So, anything what about else? you? Yes. No, okay. Um, so for me, you know, I talked about this. I think in the first episode when I talked about um, getting Pokemon for the first time with my uh, teal Game Boy Color back in. I want to say. 96, but that would have just, I would have been three years old, and I don't think that was the case. So, that, no. Probably 97 or 98 is when I got it, and uh, I got red version. Like Ryan, I cannot really remember whether or not I chose Charmander or um, Squirtle. I want to say it was Charmander, though, um, because he is probably my favorite Pokemon. Um, yeah, I want to I say it was Charmander, but I, I really don't know. Um, so, yeah, that, that was the first one. Nice. Uh, so let's kind of get into our memories. I know you have a lot more. Speci- you want to go first, or yeah, I'll go first because I don't okay. really have as specific of memories as you do. Um, I think for me, more than anything else, I'm just so thankful that I lived in the generation that was the '90s Pokemon, early 2000s Pokemon phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere I looked on the playground, everyone had boys and girls had their Game Boy colors out, playing, trading with the you know the link cable. It was really surreal and. You know, I talked about this in an earlier episode as well, um, how, you know, today's generation experienced the Pokemon Go phenomenon. And to kind of see that juxtaposition from now being adults and being able to live that. It was entertaining that most of the people playing Pokemon Go were yeah. our generation. We were our generation because they... were freaking out about, it, it, like, it's finally in yeah. reality. And just, yeah, people walking all over the place. Um, it, yeah, it was really neat. Um, so I think, yeah, more than anything, it was just growing up in that time where Pokemon cards were advertised out the wazoo, everywhere you looked. The original ones. Yeah, the original cards. And potentially the Shadowless. The what? 
the the rare version you got like Shadowless, like Charizard. Is like, that a thing? Yeah, it is. Okay, it's, we need. It's a... more of a collector's thing. Okay, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't aware. Yeah, they're expensive. Um, yeah. So more than anything, I would I would just say that just living in that time was great. Um, I do have like two distinct memories that I I can kind of recollect though. One of them being at my house in my basement, and I got on GameFAQs.com, and my buddy and I were playing, whether it was my Game Boy and it was Red version or, or he had Pokemon Yellow. And um, we were looking online because we had heard on the playground that there was this mysterious Pokemon glitch where you could get, you know, 99 rare candies or 99 yes. Master Balls. And so we kind of went on this like little epic quest uh, on GameFAQs.com as, as us young generation of people do, kind of searching and kind of discovering how to do this. And then when we were actually able to, you know... Find Masingo. Yeah, it was yeah. such a cool experience. And just seeing his sprite on the screen was like... What the heck is that thing? Well, then you got all the, like the mystery and the terrifying aspect, like it'll corrupt your game. Yeah, because like, well, there were rumors about that going around too. You know that it was like literally gonna just corrupt your file. Or did you hear the one about the um, what's the city with the annoying like ding ding? ding oh, the ding, really ding, TV, creepy yeah tune. Like I don't, I don't people have like died to that music. Have you heard those? No. Like they're go on YouTube. I mean, they're not true. Yeah, I mean, but, but that, there's like a lot of like horror if you, YouTube if you stories. Read into the it's lore like, oh. of that town, though. I mean, there, wait, it's there was sad. that there was that building with like all the dead Pokemon, right? And they go to like say, hey, or like almost like a graveyard for yeah. Pokemon, where they just go to remember all their. But man, dead kudos friends. to the to the composers for the Pokemon soundtrack because that really set the mood. <laughs> yeah, um, that creepy sound. Um, I so, was actually gonna look at the pitch, but like, there's a certain pitch that we freak out to like they oh, really? always play in horror movies yeah because we get really unsettled to it and i believe they changed when they released it the pitch or the decibels or whatever it was yeah from that it doesn't surprise me because it, it, even as an adult that's just some real creepy stuff um so my next my last kind of memory that i can um very distinctly remember is when my buddy actually beat Pokemon Yellow, it was the first time that I'd seen the credits scroll in the game, and we were sitting on his couch, and he had gotten through the, you know, the, um, what's the Victory Road? Yeah. And he'd gotten to the, the Elite Four, and um, I just kind of watched him, you know, just crush the Elite Four, and uh, just seeing the credits scroll for the first time in the game was just really kind of just a memorable, fun experience for me. Um, I guess, like, one last thing for me was... Um, getting your sister a 3DS with a copy of Pokemon Alpha Sapphire and kind of surprising her that, I think it was like for her birthday. And because... <laughs> That's actually one of my memories too. Because um, one of Lauren's favorite Pokemon is Mudkip. Yes. And she has like, I'm sure it kind of ties in with one of your stories, but um, she calls him Splash. And I just found like it was the most adorable thing. With Lauren, she's just adorable to begin with. But when she would say it, it just like, oh, it just warms my heart. So to be able to see her play that game again as an adult was just just really fun for me um you know just buying that for her just i got her the pikachu edition 3ds system mm -hmm. and um her popping that game in and just like renaming her guys she named she renamed geodude muscles uh <laughs> yeah. the what is the little mushroom guy um mushroom guy he's like um geodude no, or the, no not geodude what i'm thinking what i just said no he's like a little yeah. mushroom and so she called him like shroom just, just the nicknames that she came up with the Pokemon were just classic, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't beat that. But those are really my memories. Um, what about you, though? Yeah, uh, going back to, I guess, elementary, actually, 
I mean, playing through the original games and then becoming what we thought was too old to be playing Pokemon at a, like a respectable age. So like going into high school, um, we like the high school I went to, there was a like usually there's a like a really big distinction between like the football players and like the people who play sports and like the people who are really smart or like the valedictorians. Yeah. And um, the high school I went to, they're all kind of one and the same. Mm -hmm. So like our uh, captains of our football team still had like 4.0 and stuff. Yeah. So they were also the people I grew up with for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. So we were still on the Pokemon kick. And one day I got an invitation and it was, hey, do you want to do a doubles Pokemon card tournament in our basement? And it was like... Three captains of our football team are two future valedictorians because they tied. <laughs> oh like a gosh. bunch of like just football players and people like wrestlers that you wouldn't expect. Very bright, just yeah, yeah. just real like athletic you know, like, people. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. So um, we actually had prizes. We had um, the second prize was the entire um, evolutionary set of. Dark Charizard, mm -hmm. and the first prize, I think actually third prize was some money, and then the first prize was a 120 HP, 100 damage Charizard. Nice. So it, it was high stakes. <laughs> um, I think what's so, what's so neat about Pokemon, and maybe just video games in general, is that it can really just bring people of all aspects of life and together. And the gap between people who generally wouldn't talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. for sure. And, po I mean, you saw with Pokemon Go, it's really no different, so it's just... Then, like, Comic-Cons have that ability. Like, everyone, they just love their nerdy stuff. Yeah. And they're the most friendly group of people. Yeah, I mean, whenever like, I've gone to... I have to... no idea what you are dressed up as, but you look kind of cool, so, hey, nice... Can I take a picture with you? Yeah. Sure thing, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, the cons that I've been to, it's just... People are just so kind, so friendly, and it's also a great place where you can get, um, you kind of haggle and get good deals on whether it be games or memorabilia or yeah, whatever. It's so. a lot of cool uh, things there. Mm -hmm. um, so we were playing, I invited Lauren, um, so we went through our Pokemon cards, and then we realized we weren't as hardcore as most of <laughs> the other kids when it came to Bunch cards. Bunch of freaking noobs. Yeah, so they had bought like the entire first 151 card, like they had the entire... Pokedex. Sets. Yeah. And they had dark versions. They had all of, like, the gym leader stuff. Um, you went home and you're like, well, I'm down here to get an increase in our allowance. We have to step up our Pokemon game. Rushed. It, who ended up winning was a combination of our captain of our football team and the valedictorian. And they had this crazy strategy where basically they blocked people from evolving. Oh. And then they had a bunch of Aerodactyls and, like, um, where whatever the... I want to keep say Blair, but I think she was the fire gym leader. Um, basically a Clef Clefairy. Okay. Like it was a really powerful card. And they just had prepared, and everyone's ready to evolve and get like up into Blastoises and stuff. Yeah. And they were just stacked with level, like, first evolutionary characters. Yeah. Yeah, we got steamrolled. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was bad. Um, I guess then moving into my second memory. Um, so after... I got to college. Mm -hmm. um, the, my roommate at the time, Rick, he was really into Pokemon as well. So we got along, and I accepted him as one of my own. <laughs> and uh, But once again, I found out I was a complete noob, and he introduced me to IVs and EVs. Yeah, and I, still, breeding. I still haven't gotten into that garbage. That's oh, I know. Too far down that's, the rabbit hole. That's my next story. So... Um, so I keep calling them internal values. They're individual values. 
and then there's EVs, which are effort values. Um, so IVs are bred, or when they hatch, they have um, a specific IV for each skill. Mm -hmm. And then EVs are what you do for... In the new games, you like play that ball game. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, originally, like in uh, Silver version, you had each Pokemon that you fought had one of those. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you had a speed-related character, so say like a, a Pidgey, mm -hmm. a Pidgey had um, one speed or plus one speed to your effort values. Okay. And then you had his evolution, which had two, and then three. So you had to kill like five hundred freaking Pidgeys. Oh and gosh. actually, there's like 252 Pidgeys <laughs> to max out speed, right? Oh or you can play a ball game, which is actually a lot more efficient now, yeah. which I like. So he introduced me to that, and he corrupted me, and now I can't go back to not playing that way. Yeah. Um, so thanks, Rick. Um, <laughs> you, I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. And then moving in kind of on the same lines, Lauren, when you were so nice to get her her DS mm -hmm. and Sapphire, she's like, oh, Ryan, can you make me some Pokemon? Because yeah. I have the entire Pokedex. Yeah. So I took that time to get 721 guys. Yeah, I'll never do that. In Ruby version. Um, she's like, hey, um, I really like Umbreon, and can you get me a Pikachu? But can you make him amazing so I can crush Rusty? <laughs> no, she did not say that. She did. She did. And I IV trained them oh. six IV or thirty one <laughs> IVs in each one of her stats. Force papers on the table. Let's get this. Let's get yeah. this going. And it was a light bulb Pikachu with um. So like it doubled its stats. Yeah. No, she just wanted to crush you, and it was hilarious. Like, oh, can you give me Umbreon because it's cute, and I just want to destroy Rusty. <laughs> Warren, <laughs> coming after you. Yeah. They were really strong. Yeah. No, the Pikachu actually has a very similar amount of attack to Mewtwo at that level when it's doubled with the light ball. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, you would have got wrecked. Interesting. Can I actually talk about one more memory? Good. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I was saying earlier, like Pokemon was just advertised like crazy, um, you know, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I distinctly remember going to the theater. Um, actually, if you remember last episode when I talked about going to see episode one, The Phantom Menace, with one of my childhood friends, I actually saw the, um, the first Pokemon movie with that same childhood friend, my dad and my sister. Unfortunately, though, it was ruined because he had seen it, like, the day before. And Similar to Last Jedi. I don't know why that sounds familiar. <laughs> We're not getting back to this. We're nerdcasting here. <laughs> yeah. You didn't divorce me from the podcast, though. I appreciate it. Yeah. Takes I, have, I have the paperwork. It takes okay. a while to file the paperwork. So maybe yeah, I'll... I just went to UPS. So <laughs> okay. it's well, it'll come to you Tuesday because we have every, they're off on Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're taking this joke too far. In any case, so he kind of ruined the movie for me because he would lean over every single scene before it play out. He'd sit there and tell me what was going to happen. It got to the point we were like half through the movie, and I was like, bro, like. So help me, if you mess up the scene where Ash turns into stone and Pikachu starts crying, not that I had seen it yet, but man, if he messed that up, I would have been real mad. Yeah. So I, I literally leaned over to my dad. I'm like, dad, Danny, he keeps, he keeps talking about the movie and I just, I just want to watch it, you know? And, and he, he, my dad leaned over and was like, Danny, like, stop talking. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, kind of a half-tainted memory, but also still somewhat memorable. But in the fact that you you got those freaking Danny, <laughs> you got those promotional cards, and so I have my Mewtwo sitting right here, mm-hmm. and my my sister Sarah got the the Dragonite, um, kind of flying through the sky. I don't know where With the mailbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of have that. I don't know where it is because it's not my collection over here. I actually brought my Pokemon cards over for this episode. Yeah, I was surprised. Um. But, but yeah, no, I'm glad I saw that little promotional card. And it's a shame, like, at least nowadays, I don't think you really see that. Maybe in certain childhood movies, they have, like, little promotional giveaways, but... No, um, not anymore. Yeah. I mean, the movies are, like, $15, and popcorn's, like, 8 And then <laughs> bottle, if you go with someone... Bottle of water's, like, $9.50. It's like, like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I just wanted to quickly kind of talk about that. Um, I, maybe one more? What? Maybe one more memory. Is that okay? Oh, I, I thought you were asking me. No. Yeah, so I went to... Yeah, I'll give you another memory. Oh, no, about, I was, I was going to share my memory. Okay, you're next. Then. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm I back. have a really bad memory about... Um, Seeing the movie? No, uh, no, it was Pokemon 2000, where you, they got the ancient Mew card. Is that like the Lugia movie? Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's like a collector guy, and he has like an ancient Mew card, which was weird to see the Mew card, like... Do they have Pokemon cards in the Pokemon universe? Because it looked like he held up an ancient Mew card. In the show? In the movie? Yeah. They do in Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, they look, it's like literally how it... Well, you have to believe in the heart of the cards. So. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> Don't make me summon Exodia over here. <laughs> oh so, my gosh. Um, yeah, no, I, I went and saw it twice. <laughs> so I got two of those, two or three of those cards. Oh, the heart of the cards. Yeah. Yugi, no! <laughs> Yugi! Uncle, Grandpa! <laughs> Oh, what a great show. Yeah, so I got two of those, and I like I was trading Pokemon cards, and like my dad went and saw it with me twice. Oh, I'm sure he loved he you. He suffered through that one. I was like, why are these, like, this swamp dragon thing, <laughs> like, fighting other birds? Like, why are we watching this? Yeah. Um, but I got two of those, and I traded one away for a freaking Machamp. What a loser. No, and then <laughs> my dad was like, don't trade those like away because I mean, we went to see the movies yeah. and he's like, don't trade the other one away. And I felt like I just, I was disappointing my dad because <laughs> I just got a fucking <laughs> machine. <laughs> you can, you the, can beep the, that the, one out. The power of editing, friends. The power yeah. of editing. Um, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you just, <laughs> that, that look you just gave me was like, you disappointed me. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. Shoot. <laughs> it was going to happen oh, eventually. It was. No, I, it was, yeah, he was just like, don't trade your other one away. And I was like, oh, no. It, I'm eventually going to have to go on eBay because I had two originally and just buy one so I'm like, I can put that away. Because yep. I'm constantly thinking about that. That or like in RuneScape, I accidentally sold an item that was super rare. Like I gave it away for some stupid thing. Mm-hmm. And I had to buy it nowadays so I could like, my conscience could stop. I'm like, hey, Ryan, you suck at this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, you can go to your next memory. Yeah, please. Yeah. No, the other one is more, <laughs> more or less just um, <laughs> when my my mom would take my sister and I to like Hollywood Video or Blockbuster, and we would just rent like the Pokemon tapes um, on like VHS, and just you know throwing those in, and like between episodes, of course, there was like who who guess that Pokemon or who's yeah. that Pokemon. So just I don't Pikachu, know, just fun stuff like that. Um, I just. Man, I miss video stores. Yeah. Uh, we need to do a dedicated episode about that. Just talk about like our memories, renting games, renting movies, and you know stuff like that. 
before the internet was a huge thing with like yeah. streaming services. Yeah, not not being able to consult like the internet for like how do I collect a hundred thousand bananas in Donkey Kong sixty four or having to put things on a uh, floppy disk. Oh, like third grade. Yeah, yeah. Presentations barely fit because it was like a megabyte. It's wild, man. Now you can get like these little. You get a terabyte in like a <laughs> two by two little hard yeah. drive. Technology, man. All right, so let's get back to memories. So, do you have any more memories? I think you do. I I used up my other one and I swore on the last one. <laughs> so I think we should move on. Man, yeah, you're... <laughs> got too heated there. <laughs> oh for two, batting zero right now. Yeah. Uh, so let's kind of talk about our favorite game in the series, um, whether it's a particular game or, of course, like. Sapphire Ruby, you know, whatever it might be. What's your favorite? My favorite spinoff game from... No, oh, no, no, uh, not spinoff. Oh, the spinoff or uh, the regular game is probably Ruby version. Okay. I completed the Pokedex in that one, so if that's saying anything... Um, you also... Do you want to tell the listeners the time count that you... Uh, the time stamp that you sent me the other day? Uh, so, to complete the Pokedex, I think it took about 200 hours. Um, could have learned guitar, could have learned Japanese, could have... There's so many other things I could have been doing instead of... But I tried to do it on the original blue version. And I think I got to like 138. Um, but I needed the other version to do it. Mm. And when I went back as a grown adult to complete blue version, I didn't have... Like the trading cables One weren't cables. a thing. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't have two Game Boy Colors. Um, so I, I couldn't, which is unfortunate. So I did it... I completed all, like, 37 generations of Pokemon and got everyone, which was a lot of fun. Um, Lots of Wonder Trading, just putting on movies with my roommates. Mm -hmm. Um, Wonder Trade is probably one of the greatest additions. It is. And Um, I didn't even really know about it until you told me about it. And, like, so you got it when it wasn't as popular, but there used to be streams where they just, I mean people had shiny Pokemon that they would just throw out. That's awesome. And, like, every trade, they would see what they got. Yeah. So, yeah. It, oh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, there's, like, nothing really compares, you know, just the excitement. It's like the, the gambling of, yeah, like, I mean, seeing what comes through. It totally is. The excitement. Throwing out a Wurmple. Yeah. Being one of those guys. And you get, like, a shiny Mewtwo. Like, you just don't know. My first shiny was, like, a shiny Mew. It was, like, a little blue one. And I freaking screamed. <laughs> I, uh, I was so excited. Yeah. No, it's it's really neat little little thing. So, um, anything else to say there? Yeah, I think uh, my next favorite series would be um, Silver and Gold. Okay. Yeah. Um, the remakes. Um, I like Silver better because of Lugia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in agree- agreement with you there. Yeah. Oh, oh, it looks cool, but I pronounced his name for so many years. I always said Ho Ho. I still do. Yeah. Um, I Lugia has always been my favorite. We actually, Lauren and I, used to print out. We like. So what is it, Scholastic Kids, if that rings a bell? Oh, yeah. No, they used to have those Scholastic things come to your elementary school. Yeah. And one of them was like a Pokemon drawing book way back in the day. Okay. Wait, and, so you're talking about like the book fair? Yeah, book fair. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, book fair was like one of the greatest yeah. days ever. When it that was, was in town, that was like I got an entire Pokedex book. It was so like green I. and shiny. I have it in my bookshelf at home. Dude, I had the same book. Do you there still have a, it? There was a poster too in it, and I held yeah. it on my wall. Yeah, I, I, I left it in to be pristine. Oh no, man! I hung that sucker right up on my my wall in my room with my Looney Tunes uh bat or wallpaper when I was it's growing it's up. Impressive. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, but we we got the coloring book with like Lugia in it, and um, 
we printed out, like, we made a bunch of copies of Lugia, and we'd, like, see, like, draw Lugia in different colors, mm-hmm. and Lauren and I made our parents color in Lugia. <laughs> We're like, like, hey, you want to color in Lugia with Just us? to, like, see what colors they would use? Yeah, and, like, hung it on their mirror. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, these are our kids? Yeah. Really? Like, no, that's amazing, because there was a video of an old grandma and, like, a young girl showing her grandma, like, certain Pokemon and asking her grandma, like, what do you think about this Pokemon? Yeah. And it's just so amazing to hear or, like, just watch and hear her reactions to, like, I don't know. You just have to look, look on YouTube. Bird. Bigger bird. <laughs> biggest bird? Yeah, like, because <laughs> she creates names for them and, yeah. you know, it's just really funny. To we'll s- have to watch that after this. Yeah. Um, and then after Silver Version, what I had next was the... Uh, uh, blue, red, and green version. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you knew this, but originally it was supposed to be red and green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I have all three copies, the J- Japanese versions. So oh, you have the green one. On Game Boy Color. Yeah. Nice. Is that in your closet? Yeah. Nice. My little gaming shrine. Um, yeah, I have red, blue, and green, and in the box with like the manuals and everything. It's really pretty cool. Um, I need to get a green version. Well, like the, bo- the, the Japanese Game Boy Color boxes are so cute. They're like really tiny. They're kind of like the same size as uh, PlayStation Vita boxes. Ah. Um, they're just really kind of small and compact and um, super colorful. If you look in the back, of course, just seeing the artwork, just oh, nothing compares to that. Yeah. Um, it's in its truest form. It is. Uh, can I go ahead and share Yeah, that? go okay. ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so my I, kind of a two-way tie here uh, between Fire Red version and Leaf Green, just the remakes of the originals, and then Soul Silver and Heart Gold, again, just the remakes of the second generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I still... Um, you know, as Ryan and I, I think we talked about a couple years ago, a couple years ago, a couple episodes ago, whether it was the first or the second, I don't really remember. A lot went on in those two weeks. It yeah. was a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> sure seems like it. Sure yeah. seems like it. Um, you know, I kind of talked about my kind of favorite Pokemon games kind of go in order of their release to a certain extent. It gets yeah. a little fuzzy after the third generation, but like, you know, red, blue, and ye- uh, green, yellow, all of those is probably number one. Soul Silver, Hard Gold, second, and then of course... The Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby versions are third. Um, yeah, I would have to agree in that sense with like the generations of Pokemon. But as yeah. far as games go, I just remember getting growled on and just freaking out. And um, yeah, I don't know what it was about Ruby version that really intrigued me because mm-hmm. I really played the crap out of Silver version. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's funny. like being able to see the I don't know, it's just playing two regions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, we. I think we talked about it in an yeah, earlier episode, but yeah. just the fact that they were to fit essentially two Pokemon games cartridges. on one cartridge was wild. Yeah, just just crazy. I can't even believe it. But um, yeah, so those are my favorites. We can get into spinoffs though. Yeah, sure. Um, can I talk? Can I go first? You can definitely go first. Um, well, actually, no, because I'm excited. Or no, because I remember you told me which one you kind of chose. No, and, I didn't. Yeah, but I, I think I have an idea, and I don't think you've heard of this game, and I want to talk about it. That's fine. Well, okay. I, was, I was asking you about Mystery Dungeon. Oh, yeah, and it's not that. Yeah. Although I do want to kind of play one of those games, which, whichever one is the definitive Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, because I know that there's some, like, real just crappy games out there in that series. Let, let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter. Ari Lewis, 2011. <laughs> okay, anyways. Okay, go ahead with the spinoffs. So this is a game that... Probably very few people have played. I, I, I meant to check on eBay what it's going for now, but I think it's kind of gone up in price because it was a very late uh, Nintendo DS release. Okay. It came out about a year after the 3DS um, launched. So this game is called Pokemon Conquest. And so 
What are you like a Pokemon Warlord or? Well, what? you're you're not far off. So this is actually a crossover between. Um, I have to look it up because I don't want to really just botch this name. It's um, Nobunaga's Ambition. So this was a old school strategy um, RPG back in the day. Dates all the way back to like the mid '80s, and so this was set in feudal Japan. Okay. So it was really pretty neat, and so they kind of meshed those two universes, being Pokemon and uh, Nobunaga's ambition into one game. And that so was a weird combination of a game. When it came out, people were just like... It's like Kingdom Hearts. It really is. I mean, that's a great you know kind of comparison. It's just like, why would they even do that? But I wouldn't say to the extent... Of which Kingdom Hearts works. Is as far as, yeah, as far as successful it, it you know translates, but it's still a really fun game and definitely worth people playing. So basically... Um, you know, similar to the Nobunaga's ambition, it is a um, strategic kind of JRPG. So basically, instead of being like over the shoulder of your Pokemon and fighting another trainer, you're kind of in this overworld. You you play as this kind of you know either young girl or guy. You, mm-hmm. I think you choose in the beginning, and you get an Eevee to start the game. Okay, oh, that's ringing a bell. And you basically conquer other kingdoms. And so you go into these these different kingdoms and you fight these different. They're not warlords, but they're like warriors or something like that. Can you get different versions, like his evolutions? Yeah. Uh, No, maybe I don't think so. Because the the whole Pokedex Pokedex is not in the game. Only particular Pokemon are. Okay. But in any case, um, you kind of go and overtake these different kingdoms, and when you do, um, each kingdom is different. So you have different terrains. So whether it's kind of like a water-like area, or you're in some kind of magma underground place. Um, and so that'll kind of tailor the, the, the battle that you want to play as and the Pokemon that you want to use. Because if there's like poison on the ground, your Pokemon are going to get hurt. But if you have an Ekans, he can go on the ground in certain areas and not get hurt. So he mm. can kind of like fudge his way through the map and not and get to the, the enemies quicker. But it's kind of intricate in the sense that um, to make a Star Wars reference, if you have the higher ground, because because <laughs> I've got the high ground, because there's <laughs> there's different elevations to the the terrain, and if you're looking down on a Pokemon, you're gonna do more damage than you would if you were like looking up. Um, and That's then why Anna can fail <laughs> exactly, um, but also it, you know it similar to you know, the the original Pokemon games, blue or not blue, um, water Pokemon's clearly more effective against water. Um, fire against grass, all that kind of still applies. You said water against water is more effective. Oh, did I? Water against fire, I'm sorry. And then fire against grass. Um, But in any case, so, again, it's just just a fun game. It's a long game, too. It's surprising. It's, like, probably a 20 to 30-hour game. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you like, you know, strategy RPGs, you know, the best game I can compare it to is, like, the old-school Fire Emblem games on the Game Boy Advance, um, or even Advance Wars, if you played that on the GBA. Yes! Dude. Yeah. Advance Wars. I remember that game. That I was... think I can count on one hand how many games I pre-ordered in my life. And one of them was Advance Wars Days of Ruin for the DS. I get into the harder story. It was really difficult. You know those like super tanks? Dude, I don't I, I don't think I got halfway through that game. It was so challenging. I love the concept and... It was the mist of war that really irritated me. And even me. like the, the, the character animations, how you would... Whenever you would attack, it would go like 
on the bottom floor where you were, and you'd like see all these like little planes, like just sh- or like infantry it was guys, a really good game, shooting little bullets and stuff like that. It was so neat. I'm gonna you... write that down. I'm gonna buy that one. <clears throat> yeah, I need so, a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, but if you like, um, like I said, just strategic RPGs like that, um, and of course, if you're familiar with the Pokemon games and love those, it's really neat how they were able to successfully kind of mesh those worlds and, and genres. Um, so yeah, kind of an outlier as far as Pokemon games. Another one I want to quickly mention is Pokemon Coliseum. Um, many people gripe that there hasn't been a, a home console traditional Pokemon game, and I would agree. Coliseum is not that, but it is probably the closest we have come to that. And in that sense, I feel like it decently accomplishes what it set out to do. It's it's very much Pokemon Col- or not Coliseum, Pokemon Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the battles go, it plays very similar to that. But the fact that you do kind of get to explore the world to a certain extent in this open, like, world um it's kind of neat Coliseum's the one where you get to snag people's Pokemon. exactly you have that weird like little contraption that you get in the beginning that you steal and eventually allows you to mid-battle snatch yeah, Pokemon. the ones that are like dark or whatever well the girl that was with you she could like tell dark aurora auroras or whatever on pokemon i don't the story was really weird um yeah but no that was actually i mean besides like pokemon stadium that was actually my favorite as well yeah it's i felt like i was rescuing like beaten animals from yeah people. Like, yeah yeah i was the pound or whatever <laughs> and like trying to save them yeah i think gosh and this just speaks to the gamecube like i feel like the gamecube was the last system by nintendo where they really took a lot of risks with certain franchises mm-hmm. you know because that, and now moving into the switch yeah like the wii didn't really at all no and then the wii u is we don't talk about that. I mean, you have games like Luigi's Mansion, Kirby Air Ride. Like, they just took these, you know, iconic... Mario Sunshine. Mario Sunshine. Why would you put a nozzled thing on that yeah. flood on its back? So weird, but so great. Mario Kart Double Dash? People can crap on that game all they want. It's my favorite Mario Kart. I just love it. There's so many great songs, so many great tracks. The fact that you could have two characters and mishmash for, you know, you didn't just have to have Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. You could have had Diddy Kong and Wario. Like... It was just so yeah. cool, and you you know you like traditional Mario Kart. You would unlock new carts, new characters. It was just it's my favorite. Um, but gosh, we need to do a just a retrospective on the GameCube, talking about um, our first experiences, launch memories, and stuff like that. Because yeah, man, I there's, cried. There's <laughs> I, don't I, know. I mean, in all seriousness, I did because I got it for Christmas. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did yeah. too. I got the um, the silver one. Don't even tell me you got the double dash. Um, I don't. I think Melee was my first game I got. Okay, because I got the I di- got the silver. Whatever was that launch edition? It okay, was like see, the limited edition. One. I got mine far past that. I got mine when like Luigi's Mansion was like a player's choice game. You know, was, no, this was like this wasn't a, like a bundle thing. Yeah. this was when it originally came out. Okay, because see, mine I got the bundle, so I got like it was ninety nine ninety nine. My dad picked it up from Best Buy. I got the um, the silver GameCube with two silver controllers wired, and mm-hmm. then. Um, I got Luigi's Mansion and uh, a couple other games. I think I got like Midway Arcade Treasures 2, a couple like just really off-the-wall games that were still really great, um, but Luigi's Mansion was the game that I, I most fondly remember first a vacuum in that one. Right? First playing, yeah. And just the, the music in that game, he's walking around, he's making little noises, scared, and such a unique yeah. game. I just, uh, I still haven't played the second one on the 3DS Um but I definitely need to do that. Um, I know we're far off base here, but yeah. man, I don't even know how we got to. I guess Pokemon Coliseum went to all kind of GameCube, uh, GameCube and, and all yeah. this other stuff. So, 
um, yeah, a lot of good Pokemon spinoff games. Hopefully we'll see more in the future. Yeah. Hey folks, this is that time in the podcast where we invite all of you to give your sensitive ears a break from our seemingly endless babbling. Some call it an intermission. We call it a lull in audio. Be back shortly. So next we're going to get into the current Pokemon teams that we're using. Um, I nerded out on my answers, so I'm going to let Rusty go first. <laughs> yeah. Because so he's the briefer of us. <laughs> that and I usually just take the more uh, layman's terms route for things. Uh, you know, right? Like encyclopedias. I don't... You go into the Jedi code. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Okay, so the, yeah. the, the team that I'm, I'm going to talk about is actually the team that I recently beat the Elite Four with um, when I beat um, Omega Ruby. So we have, and this is in no specific order, uh, although I did save the best for last, so just make note of that. Alakazam, Dragonite, Venusaur, Pidgeot, Feraligator, and the one, the only, Charizard. So those are my six. Um... I think relatively well balanced. You know, I try and get as many, uh, as much diversity in the types as possible there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, like for Alligator, like Totodile and Charmander, are like probably top two for me as far as Pokemon goes. So I pretty much have to have them in my party. Venusaur is not really a favorite of mine, but I just needed a Grass type, and yeah. uh, he seemed to be good. So, uh, what about you? Let's, yeah. Let's, so let's I was told that I can't go through my entire list, and I had to whittle it down. So what I did. I have... Putting down the band hammer over here. Yeah. Well, in Ruby version, after you beat the Elite Four, there is the Battle Resort, and you can breed, and it really makes it easier for seeing in the Pokemon Center what IVs you have 31 for. Um, so I've been just making competitive Pokemon. Um, so these are not necessarily what my best are, but it's what I think are the coolest. Um, so you have to start out with Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a five IV special attack Pikachu, um, static and light ball. So it doubles his, um, I think it's electrical attacks. Um, he knows Grass Knot, so it can counter any really heavy Pokemon. Just as a, no one really expects a Pikachu to go up against like a Reggie Rock or <laughs> Reggie Ice or just something that weighs a hundred. Like it's like most of the Rock Pokemon. They're super heavy and electric types. You're like, oh, dude, I'm just going to steamroll over this freaking rat. (laughs) And then you throw in a grass (laughs) knot and you can one-shot it. So that's fun. Uh, Toxic, because I enjoy being a jerk. Are we still on Pokemon number one? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) And then Volt Switch. No, they're not. I don't go. It's just Pikachu, and I have to go. This is every move he's ever learned. (laughs) The moves I deleted. The moves I... uh, Um, so his eat, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> he knows Volt Switch and then, uh, Thunderbolt. Speed is 322, attack power is 45. Well, okay. <laughs> no, we're not going to Here is his speed. His speed oh, is gosh. 279. I apologize in advance, folks. Yeah, that's your fault. Um, so Dragonite, I have him because Dragonite's always been awesome. Um, he's multi-scale, so that's his hidden ability. Five IVs using attack and speed. Um, Umbreon, that's always been Lauren's favorite. Um, and then I was looking at his breakdown on, um, oh crap, it's been so long since I've been to that site. Serebii, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Serebinet. Yeah. Um, I 
think that's it. Yeah. Well, Umbreon is awesome. So I've synchronized. He's uh, five IVs. I usually do five IVs. Or when I say five IVs, it means maxed IV, like 31 in five of the skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm using special attack type moves, I'm not going to do it in attack. So I don't really care. Okay. So I do five IVs minus the one that I don't really care about. Um, so he's a HP defense EV trained. Those toxic because once again you have to be a jerk. Which Pokemon are we talking about here? Umbreon. This is the number one. This no, is the first one we're talking about. This is number two. This is three. I went through Dragonite, man. Do you even <laughs> listen to me when I talk? It's cool. Oh, well, I'm just gonna tune out Ryan for his 37 <laughs> Pokemon. Is I do go to 37 first off for oh, all my numbers. But, my god. So Pikachu, Dragonite. Lord, give me strength. Umbreon. Okay, you yeah. happy? Number three. Uh, curse, foul play, moonlight, toxic. Um, then I got Mewtwo, because um, Mewtwo's awesome. Uh, six IVs, special attack, speed, um, Pokemon or Mewtwo Y, because he's special attack. Um, Tyranitar, I've always loved Tyranitar. <sighs> well, okay, let's just. Talk. I can make you a Tyranitar if you want one. Please, dude. I mean, can we just talk about? We need to do an episode about dinosaurs. Yes. Just how awesome they are. I'm game for dinosaurs. Yeah, man. I, I think, I don't know what made me love Tyranitar. I mean, dinosaurs, I've always loved dinosaurs. But I I think it was the Celebi movie. Sir, Celebi movie? Yeah. The little green With guy? With Suicune and yeah. um, I think Tyranitar was, like, was one of the mean... I think or, that was like called the, Pokemon Forever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. With four in the title, like the number four. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, there was Suicune, and then the guy who was trying to capture Celebi um, had a Tyranitar, mm-hmm. and he just, him hyperbeaming things. Um, granted, hyperbeam's not a good attack for being competitive. It's just, it looks awesome. Like, yeah. especially with, like, a Lugia in the Pokemon 2000 with the Aurora Beam. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, it looked good. It had that, like, shockwave that went around it, and oh, it yeah. shot up and blew up the ship. Yeah. Yeah, so Tyranitar, a lot of fun. Um, and then this one is actually, I think, contrary, um, superior is actually banned from competition because the contrary Su- hidden ability. Superior? Mm-hmm. It's a Pokemon? Yeah, it's um, it's this green snake thing. Yeah, he's uh, pulling up his little yeah, 3S here. It's like this green snake, oh, okay. kind of cool looking. Oh, wait, was he a starter Pokemon? Maybe. Snivy or something like that? Yeah. I think he ends up evolving into that. Maybe. Yeah, so this is the hidden ability one. Um I think it's the hidden ability switch. Whichever game had Taypig, the little fire mouse thing. Yeah. As a starter, I think that was like... Um, One of the... Was it black and white? or uh, I didn't play black and or white. Or platinum. I think it was platinum. Platinum, diamond, and pearl. Okay. Is, I think, where that those Pokemon came from. Yeah. I can't say. Um, the fact that we can't even recall, though... No, no, no. I wouldn't play black the, and white, and then I didn't play... Um, black and white was okay. Yeah, and they had, like, ultimate black and white, or... Black and white two, okay, which I played as well. And they fused together or something like that. I don't really know. I I like I pay zero attention to these stories, so uh, they're really in depth and yeah, just no. makes you question life. Yeah, ponder the um, the beginnings of so everything. That was six, and then the one I'm working on right now is uh, Scrappy Pangoro. Um, so yeah, Scrappy is I think you can hit everything, right? Is that what Scrappy is? Dude, I don't know. It's it's been a while since I've looked at it, but. I just mash the A button with my flamethrower and I move on. Yeah, well, this is Rick's fault <laughs> from my college experience. Like, hey, there's IVs, EVs, and then he did it for all of his Pokemon. And now when I do it, it has to be perfect. And he just got me the OCD aspect of this game. 
it's really actually really complex yeah. to hey, I'm going to just pick up a Charizard and like cuz I played that way for so long until I I got made fun of by Rick for too many hours about my Pokémon. I wasn't a like a good master. I didn't know how to train Pokémon. And if you're going to question my Pokémon manhood, <laughs> I'm going to go right for the throat. <laughs> so I did hours of research. It's getting real hot in here, folks. Yeah. Real hot. I went all Uber on him <laughs> or OU. You're using terminology and lingo that is just so far over my head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we can move on Yeah. that one. So the, the next thing is uh, Sun and Moon, our thoughts uh, along with X and Y. So I kind of want to kick it off talking about X and Y, if you don't mind. Yeah, okay. So I actually love X and Y. Um, you know, as I, as I mentioned, the first three generations in that order are my favorite. And X and Y comes in at a real, um, you know, the fourth spot, but real almost a tie with the third generation just because... Really? Yeah, yeah. I really like... Um, it is, in my opinion, the most refined Pokemon game, cert- you know, before Alpha Sapphire and Mega Ruby, because those games took very similar mechanics as far as traversal of the world. I mean, one of the greatest things ever added to Pokemon was experience share. Yes. It just made the game move so much more smoothly and, in my opinion, natural. Was it I mean, silver version? I think it was silver version. Well, no. Experience share was added in... Um, no. Originally, not, it was an item, and okay, you did it for one Pokemon. One Pokemon. You're saying group experience. Yeah, there. come on. You know, the, the listeners know what I'm talking about. Mr. Practicality over here, you know, analytical. No, 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 because that was before EV and IV, or EV training was easy. Oh, man. See, you're, you're getting way, way off base here. <laughs> That's why you, you have me around. He keeps me in, he keeps me in check, folks. He keeps me in check yeah. or drives me crazy. I still haven't figured out which one. But in any case, yeah, most likely. Um, but you know, experience share really just streamlined the game in in a way that some of the hardcore players, you know, like ostracize us players that you know actually need to prioritize RL sometimes. And I can't sit there and grind you know, my six Pokemon to, like, level 80 to get to the Elite Four. Um, you bring it to lunch. Like I, like I used to. <laughs> yeah, no, I cannot do that. Yeah. Um, the story in this game, like, I didn't pay a lick of attention to it, but at the end there was some, like, giant, like... I was really confused by the giant. Yeah, like, Gulliver's Travels was, like, making an <laughs> appearance, and, like, he was a Pokemon, like, a thousand years ago or something weirdo like that? I don't even know. I don't. I just remember they're trying to end the world or something like that. Yeah, I paid zero attention to it, but... There was um, a deer versus, like, a flying Y. Yeah, I don't even know. But um, from a gameplay perspective, it was much more refined and streamlined, and, and I love it for that aspect. And, you know, a lot of the games, you know, subsequent to um, Ruby and Sapphire, I really didn't care for much of the the Pokemon that were added, but I felt like X and Y actually had a lot of really great Pokemon. Like, Greninja is probably my favorite starter, Froakie. Um, okay. The other ones I feel like are relatively forgettable. I'm sorry if I'm offending people. Um, when I saw... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> his little 3DS he's opening. He's, he's, I, I'm going to go look at the Pokedex. He's consulting his Pokedex. Yeah. Um, but little... Um, I don't even know how to really pronounce his name, but Leo... When I came across this little lion... Oh, the puppy thing. The, or, he's no, like the, a little lion the cub. Gen, where it changes yeah. based off the gender? But when I... If, I love the male. Not that I'm a, you know, a sexist or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination. No, that's fine. I see but, what it is. But the Mufasa Pyroar Pokemon... Yeah. If you get a male, he looks awesome. He look, He's basically Mufasa. So yeah, he is. So for me, that was awesome. And then Nala has a... 
like a weirdo little uh, yeah. hairdo going on. Uh, Dedene, I love the little basically miniature Raichu. He's just the cutest yeah. little thing ever. That like, I mean, this goes back to Ruby version, but like the plus and minus. Yeah, those little guys. Those were cute. Were cute. Yeah. Um, I love Pancham. You were just talking about Pangoro. Yeah. Um, the little, um, he's a little, what's he's he? adorable. Uh, what am I, I'm the word here I'm looking for, the animal, the, uh, the panda bear. He's a little panda bear. Uh, I thought he was he has, great. His, he has panda in his name. <laughs> I know, Pancham. Oh, I know. I started the P and I was just like, oh, yeah. I don't even know. Um, and then the last one I'm going to talk about is, is Tyrant. You just talked about yeah, Tyrant. I just, yeah, <laughs> pulled yeah. up Tyranitar. I mean, Tyrantrum. dinosaurs, I love it. The fact that. You can play Pokemon and have a little uh, dinosaur with you. I think it's just super, yeah. super rad. Um, yeah, so I mean, X and Y, I love it. I think it's... Uh, I really don't have any specific... Oh, and Noidborn. Look at that guy. That's, a, that's like something in Dark Souls. Yeah, it is. Bloodborne or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any specific gripes, I don't think. Maybe you'll have some that will kind of bring things to mind. Um, but I feel like Pokemon, you know, the age-old saying that says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I feel like... I think the graphics... You have to strike... Are the... Especially with fans that have been playing these games for so long, you have to somehow strike a nice balance between, you know, to bring in the Pokemon lingo, evolving the series but not making too many changes as we'll get into with Ultra or Sun and Moon that really just kind of segregate new players and old players because yeah. as we'll get into with Sun and Moon, there were just some changes that were made that I just do not agree with at all, and I really hope they just completely strip the eventual Switch console release game of some of those mechanics. Um, yeah. But I felt like X and Y had a perfect balance of making some dip, you know, adjustments that were very welcome, like the experience share and you know having the, the roller skates to roll around. You didn't have to just walk from area to area before you got a bike. Um, were very just great additions, great changes. Graphically, it looked great in 3D on the 3DS. Um, yeah, I, So you like the new graphics? I do. I mean, I, there's certainly this nostalgic love that I'll always have tied to the original games, especially like the top down. Yeah, I mean no. that, that perspective is that was our childhood. That's the way we experienced the games for the first time. So clearly, we're going to have um, kind of a bias to what how they change the graphics. Yeah, I. I mean, I guess I have that bias, but I think I would be fine with the new graphics. Well, good. I mean, all the games that I've listed or loved in this series are the top-down old style mm -hmm. i mean just like you have the i think i listed it a couple episodes ago where it's the nostalgia like side-scrolling mario yeah. or like crappy old school ruins escape graphics mm -hmm. it's the nostalgia factor yeah um but if you're gonna scale up this little character in this big environment mm -hmm. you need to make the environments huge yeah. because your character is so much taller it makes everything look like a tiny path what makes yeah. the old game, like, proportionally, your character is taking up so much more room compared to the environments that you're supposed to be playing in. Like, originally on Minecraft, um, I tried to scale um, proportionally to the original blue version what it would look like mm -hmm. if you were doing it in 3D because your character is, what, two blocks tall, so that's six feet tall, mm -hmm. trying to scale everything. The environment is huge. Yeah. But the problem with X and Y and Sun and Moon is because you're now that size, you're, the environments look tiny. When you're so it makes it really <laughs> linear. At in least, the, in yeah. the sense of exploration, too, like you don't get that like wow factor when you enter a new area because it's like, well, I can go here, here, and here. And then I can go yeah, through a little gate, and then I'll enter a new area. There's three routes yeah. or whatever. And 
But like in originally when it was all compressed and the environments could be big because they didn't do all this 3D graphics and stuff. And plus your guy, your your character was like a little dot on the screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You were one square and there were thousands of squares that you could explore. No, that's a really fair criticism. I, I mean, I'm right there with you. You know, I definitely have that love and attachment for the older style. Um, it'll be really interesting to see as we'll talk about later on what what direction they choose to, to, to go with the, uh, the Switch console release because... I feel like old and even newer fans would really just go nuts over a top-down traditional Pokemon game on console, but I feel like it's going to be almost like MMO-like. You know, you're going to have like this third-person perspective behind the back, over-the-shoulder type, you know, view while you explore this giant three-dimensional world. Mm -hmm. I just, I see that happening, you know, whether they take an existing game like Yellow and kind of building it, rebuilding it from the ground up in 3D... I feel like that's the route they're probably going to go. Um, but I also would not be in any way opposed to them essentially revamping the graphic graphics in a similar vein as to um, Fire Red and Leaf Green, also enhancing the graphics even more and having that you know bird's eye view. I think that would be, for me at least, very welcome. Yeah. I'd probably, pre or not pre-order, I'd go out and buy a Switch day one for something like that. Yeah, I just think the scaling. and I mean, I'm fine with the graphics changes. It's just, there's still some tweaking to the formula and... I, I would take X and Y over Sun and Moon, but mm -hmm. that's just me. Oh, no doubt for me. Um, yeah. Do we want to get into Sun and Moon? Yeah. Because I think most of my things that Your I comments, wrote, wrote yeah. down are about... Because X and Y, besides the giant, which, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, like, the story it, is just weird. Yeah. There don't need to be giants. We have freaking Pokemon. Yeah. If we want to do mythology or giants, we'll go to a different game or yeah. a different series yeah um but like sun and moon let's see what i wrote down for being good i really liked the what is it hoem the whatever the region oh, okay. version of the pokemon that like sandshrew like an ice sandshrew oh or like alohan. A, it's alohan. Like a, yeah it's like yeah. aloha the alohan yeah. versions of things i mean because in biology when like Species adapt to the environments they have or else they die. Mm -hmm. So you get different, unique, and like to that region for how they had to adapt to survive. And I think that was an amazing spin on Pokemon. I agree. I thought that was awesome. I mean, it's just like, you know, in Finding Nemo, there's, there's fish so far below the sea that never even see the light of day. Yeah. And it has that, that little light thing. Yeah. Because it doesn't have eyes. I don't think, or if it does, it's like very blurried vision, it, or it's blind, or it's blind, and it helps helps to see and navigate. You know, it's so, it really is pretty interesting how our even our human bodies adapt to the environments we're in. When yeah. we're cold, our our like hair like stands up or whatever. We get like goosebumps, and it's like blood like rising to the. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's really wild. And, and now we have vestigial organs and limbs and things. Yeah, um, we could talk about bodies and anatomy in some episode too. I'm sure people would really get on board with that. Yeah. I think they're here for games, not <laughs> that. Uh, so I agree. Um, I agree. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's that that unique take that isn't too outside of the realm of what Pokemon should or like what the fans want. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a good take, and I I thought that was probably the most redeeming quality of that. Um, um, it was an interesting attempt. To revitalize, like it did revitalize. Like there, the hype around this Sun and Moon was huge. It was, yeah. Um, so it was good to get new fans in there, um, but there, 
besides the evolutionary kind of Pokemon, the rest I have on here, this list. Can I quickly just, talk about the one? Yeah, no, talk about. So yeah, I agree with everything you said. I kind of didn't even think about that really because um, I just had so much negative stuff rolling around. My yeah, head. I'm like, I have to think of one good thing. Yeah, so I think in addition to that, I think the. Um, the, the the new way that they implemented the HM system, so you don't have to spam yeah, one one that was kind of cool one Pokemon in your party has like cut dig and fly the HM and, you know oh, yeah I I can't say that word here yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah I don't I don't want to have to bleep you twice in the podcast it's but anyway for the best and anyways in any case um I think that was a nice addition I hope that moving forward they continue to do that just because um it was such a pain to have to like have Essentially, one Pokemon that just had like three or four HMs. Yeah. You know? Um, and it was always one less move. If you had like Pidgey or Pidgeot, you yeah. know, the only HM I'd ever teach him is Fly, but that's one less move that I could have taught him otherwise. Um, yeah. So it's just nice to have like a Charizard and a it, Lapras. You can't and, replace it with a move that he learns automatically, which was not good. Yeah. And you, I don't, and then you can go to like a move deleter. But then you have like an empty move. Oh, speaking of okay, so here's another thing that I think was a great. I think this was in X and Y and Sun and Moon that they changed is when you're going through the uh, the text path of when you wanted to lead a move. Mm-hmm. It asks you like double negative questions. It's like at least in the prior games, it was like, do you want to delete this move? Are you sure you want to replace and delete this? The way they worded it was like. Yes? No? I, I feel like Do I'll, I? Yeah, exactly. It was really... Can you tell me? Because I don't know anymore. Yeah, so I think they... You're like slowly questioning, what am I? Yeah, <laughs> I think they could even further streamline streamline that moving forward with like having your four moves in a box and the one that you can attempt to learn off screen and you can kind of just drag and drop. That would have been a great addition on the 3DS using the touchscreen functionality, I think. You know, just dragging it... Somehow having the text displayed in such a way... Because where I know can, when you learn a new move, you have your four, and then it's similar. It's at the bottom. Yeah, but you have to like t- go through a bunch of text and answer yeah. a bunch of questions that make no just sense. click on it, and then click what... Use you, a stylus or, or even your finger on like over. the switch and just drag it over. It's super simple. Same thing with when you're accessing your PC. You shouldn't have to go through this ridiculous, do you want to withdraw or deposit? How about you just, just let move. me... How about you just let me move my Pokemon? And then I you have the stylus. Yeah, and just... just like, no, that is a thing. Have you never used move in the computer? I always go to withdrawal if I want to withdraw. Dude, you go down, there's withdraw, there's deposit, and then there's move. And you can move them with your stylus. Oh, well, see, game... And you can move, like, five, or, like, you can make a... Game freak, a range. you're ahead of the game. I See, you're doing things that I didn't even know about, so. I'll teach you after this. Yeah, let's teach I'll me teach you how to Pokemon. Pokemon Master Ways or whatever. Um... Do you want to start getting? You want to get into your negative for Sun and Moon? Yeah. So Ultra Beasts. Strap what? in, folks. Get a bo- get a box of popcorn and some hot tamales, and let's go. What are Ultra Beasts? Really? What? Wh- no, wait a second, because I don't even know. So you never finished this game. Is is an Ultra Beast like the? It's it, like an interdimensional creature that like this. I I mean, for uh, I guess I go to the bottom one first. Um, but why do we need a new gang for each region? Team Skull is the worst. They're like the most rappy, like dancing. Well, I feel like it was almost like disrespectful to like, I don't know. I feel like they were almost making fun of like a certain, you know. I think it was supposed to be like Southern California, like Mexican gangs almost. Yeah, but even still, like I feel like it's disrespectful to kind of. 
But the problem is, if you leave them, if you don't scroll through your text, they just sit in the background. Oh, and they're just like literally like moving their hands, like X, you know, just like an yeah, X. Yeah, it's overemphasized for, for sure. sure. Um, I don't know, like Team Rocket, bring them back. Say they have new motivations. Mm-hmm. We don't need Aqua Skull Magma and- between. You know, you had the in uh, Alpha Sapphire and Ruby. You was either yeah, Magma. Bring or, back yeah. Team Rocket. Giovanni's like 105. Yeah. Just, yeah, we want, the original were the best. He's come back from retirement because his social security fund is no longer funding his retirement. Yeah. <laughs> we got rid of all uh, entitlement programs. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I that was one of my first things. And then whatever their motivation was to get Ultra Beasts, or they were Ultra Beasts, or whatever it actually was in the plot... We don't need these like overpowered non-Pokemon characters as things you can catch. So they weren't even Pokemon. They were just like, no. They're no beasts. Yeah, they're things. called Ultra Beasts. Like that's just stupid. Like I mean, it's like having a giant in yeah yeah. It it doesn't make any sense. What made I mean? We came here for Pokemon. We didn't come here. Yeah, it's like the new Jurassic Park movies where they're like, what? I, I still haven't seen Jurassic World. I know Fallen Kingdom is about no, to come out. No, whichever the one the first one is. The one with Chris Pratt, the first one? Yes, it's he's like, Jurassic World. Why do we need to like genetically modify things? What happened to dinosaurs not being cool enough as it is? Oh, you made a comment like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what made Pokemon not cool anymore to the extent that we need to inter- like have interdimensional creatures come through a portal? Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I think it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So that was one of my big things. Do you want to kind of do like a one for one here? Yeah, go ahead. So, one of the things that I want to talk about is Z-moves. First of all, I have no idea what the heck they are, nor do I care. I think they somehow enhance attack power for, for your Pokemon. They have one for each type. But I'm running around the map throughout the entire game, collecting these weirdo things hidden in certain places, having no actual idea what they do. And even, even if they do somehow enhance your abilities, why don't... Why? Why? We have X attack. We have X speed. That's all we need. We have the original items. We don't need this additional tacked-on piece of garbage that I'm mindlessly collecting in the game. I think we can accept Mega Evolutions. Yeah. Because are a cool concept. Yep, I agree. But as far as, like, Pikachu having his own specific Pikachu move or, like, electrical-based super move, I mean, it's, the, it's, the move system and stuff, introduce mo- new electrical moves or new leaf moves or stuff, um, but I don't know why we need a giant cutscene when we already have one for like mega yeah i mean i get it's the item that they're holding and they can't be mega evolved at the same time they have a z move mm-hmm. i mean bottom line it's just unnecessary it is and it, it really slows down the pace of battle with having to watch a giant cutscene. yeah i mean like i said if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it like i feel like if there's anything that needs enhancing it's stuff outside of battle for the most part yeah it's the environment so they don't need to in any way tack on these gimmicky things to attack Pokemon. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. My next kind of thing is trials versus gyms. That was my. That was the only other one I had, um, really. It's just going deep into that. I have three words written down. Uh, tried, failed, revert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's that for brief? Abort mission, abort yeah. mission. No, it's an interesting concept. It is. And I give them... For the location, it makes sense. Yep. But... I just don't like going, it. Going... Yeah, no, I, I didn't like it. It was... I I like the formula. I yeah. Don't, I, I stay in the box for yeah. at least this part of... Yeah. I mean, 
we're all used to the original Pokemon journey going to Brock and then mm-hmm. Misty and then what Surge is the third one. Yes, yeah, something like it, that. We fight them because we need to get their badge. Me dancing over this big fish that's floating in a lake or whatever. I mean, one of them was like taking pictures or like telling moves <laughs> on like a volcano. Yeah, it's oh gosh. I mean, it's just why? It, I I I don't understand. I, I just Hopefully in the next game it goes back to gyms. Well, and again, as I talked about earlier, it makes sense for them to try and evolve this series in a certain way, but there's a certain balance that you have to strike, and they went way over the line with this, I feel like. And again, like you were saying, Ryan, the setting, it kind of made sense, but I I think you almost like structurally flipped the game on its head with having no gym battles and not collecting badges um, and going to these different islands. I mean... I don't know how many islands there were. I think I got to the second one. There were four. And I just was like, I seriously don't want to waste any more of my time with this game. Like, I just yeah. was not having fun. I struggled to get through it. I completed it more for checking the box, but yeah. I went right back to Ruby. Yeah. And, but after I beat the game, I went right back to Ruby. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know what? I'm actually really curious because we grew up in the... The essentially when Pokemon was first born, you know, like mm-hmm. the TV show, the an, the anime, the movies, and you know the games themselves. So, I'm really curious if there's any younger listeners out there that are you know grew up playing. If their first game was like, for example, Ruby and Sapphire, or even like Diamond and Pearl. Like if that was your first Pokemon game, or you're just late to the party and you know you're our age and you never played the games until one of those later generations. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, seriously, please write in because. The next episode, I'd like to get like another discussion going quickly. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of talk about it back and forth a little bit um, about your thoughts because I really want to know if there's other people out there that maybe you love Sun and Moon. Maybe Sun and Moon are just like literally your favorite generation of Pokemon, and you're so happy with the, the direction they took it, and hope that future you know um, games kind of follow suit. I'm, I'm actually really... I'm happy to have my na- my mind changed. Yeah, me too. I, I, I mean, mean like, like, give me a reason to go back and finish the game or start a new file because. I mean, I, I'm a loss. I tried to go back a couple weeks ago, and I was just like, I don't know where the heck I'm supposed to go. But give me a reason to go back and, and play it and get Lauren a copy of Moon so that we can play together. Like, I really would love to be... I love Pokemon. Like, I want to like games. I really liked the... Um, kind of. He... Um, oh, crap. Null or whatever his name was. He had a helmet on, and then it was kind of the mystery like leading up to Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he? Like, it was Pokemon Null or okay. something. I mean, ultimately, I think he was to like fight the Ultra Beasts. Okay, but it was the the hype around it. I think I don't remember because I was super young when the original ones or how much hype was up for Pokemon. Mm. But the hype for this game, I, I think, yes. it did well. And I mean, granted our expectations were a lot different, like kind of like The Last Jedi, than mm-hmm. what we were given. Yeah. Um, but I do like the hype, like re- slowly releasing those like super colorful, the Japanese posters mm-hmm. of all the And Pokemon. especially like certain Japanese magazines kind of coming out and leaking certain Pokemon photos, getting like early release photos of like the starter Pokemon. Like that's, that's yeah. just, that stuff's so much fun. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and I hope, you know, we'll see that soon with the Switch. I hope at E3 and... I'd like maybe the next episode that we do kind of talking about E3 predictions and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but we can talk about that later. But I'd really love for, for Nintendo and Game Freak to come out and just showcase this ridiculously awesome throwback 
nostalgia similar, nod to us longtime Pokemon fans and have similar to how Breath of the Wild released like their original trailer. Yeah. Just everyone freaking out like just jaws how? hit the floor people are crying like was, this is what we've been wanting for years this is in the case of breath of the wild the zelda game that we've wanted for years and they never gave it to us and and in, in in a similar regard this would be the definitive pokemon game that we've been asking for almost like two decades now yeah. like we've been playing pokemon and for now the technology is there that we could get close to what we have always wanted mm-hmm. so yeah Good stuff. So anything else you want to talk about Sun and Moon? Yeah, so breeding. um, Going from Ruby with the Battle Resort to how they do breeding, it's just a completely different setup. Um, If the entire concept is going from island to island, just make another island for breeding. Um, I never found a good way of doing it. And then they introduce like capsules or coins or whatever it was. Um, I think it was to improve rates. Um, they just changed up the entire breeding process, along with doing, like, the chaining, um, using a specific item in battle to get higher IVs. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. No, just go back to how breeding was. It, it You had it, the formula down. Everyone knew how to do it in the competitive realm. Just stick to what you had before. Good deal. Um, and then also, like, wonder training and online stuff. So what kept me around for Ruby, um, I guess in Sapphire, but I, Ruby on the newer ones. 3DS. Yeah, on 3DS, <coughs> was the economy. So I really love in games with business background just being able to figure out how the economy works and then exploit it and try to make, like, money or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's the money or the currency is Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So, like, in Ruby version, I got a... My Dragonite is 6 IV, or 5 IVs, and then I got a 6 IV one, got a perfect ditto <laughs> from a different region, so I have a better chance of breeding. I think it's Shinies. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I bred out Hidden Ability Dratinis, and that was kind of my starting point, because it was a hot commodity, because the multi-scale... Dragonite's really good for tanking super effective hits Yeah, in battle. Um, so I would say, hey, I have this Pokemon, hidden abilities, hidden, or egg moves. I put on a really rare berry, and I say, can I have a legendary? Mm-hmm. And I could, for, like, the thing that really pissed me off about Sun and Moon is they didn't let you customize the thing that you could say when marketing your Pokemon. Okay. It was a, like, a drop-down... This is a Pokemon, blah, 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 In Ruby, I mean, granted, some people, if they hack the game, they can say bad things. Yeah. But there's always going to be those outliers in your data set. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be people who break the rules. But, like, for me, it was hidden ability, like, specifically marketing my Pokemon and why you should pick this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I collected, I think I have multiple boxes of legendary Pokemon Oops. that you can use and... With those, trade for shiny Pokemon, trade for mythic Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, I just saw it more as a, how much can I accumulate? Yeah. Um, just for fun and for longevity's sake, the inability to customize your text in marketing your Pokemon really irritated me. To the point where I'm, like, midway through the game. That's why I spent... 
I'll say it now, 672 hours into Ruby version. Why don't you speak that into the mic? 672 <laughs> hours into Ruby version. Um, How do you feel? feel accomplished? I do. No, I have, I actually renewed for this to, I have like 135 shiny Pokemon in my Pokebank. That's insane. How much is Pokebank? That's like a little, $5. Like a month? A year. For one oh, full year. That's stupid. And you get 99 new boxes. Yeah, it's amazing. That's so like one of my boxes is the unknowns, the alphabet. Really? Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. The unknowns it spells out the alphabet. Yeah, Ultimate. there's one for each letter. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> we need to talk. Clearly like, lost in Ho- er, uh, a low end region or whatever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, no, and then, like, the, in Ruby version, there's these butterflies that have different colors. Yeah. That's based off of, like, the country in which those butterflies came from. Mm. So, like, England and the United States have a different one. So, like, I have a box full of that. Um, Mythics, you have, like, Genesect, um, Darkrai, like, those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. I remember Genesect. It was, they did a release like one mythic Pokemon for every month. And Genesect and um, whatever the crystal girl. I don't know, the melodic. Or Is it like the, the melody one? The music one? Dragon thing? It almost looks like a, a uh, dragon no, the, air. It was like Genesect was the second to the last one. And then the melody girl, the like who looked like she had musical notes on her. Oh, I don't she know. was like. Those were super rare. Like yeah. everyone wanted them. Now, are those like you download on any particular day? No, it was just. It was like a anniversary thing, but like I'm um, saying, like could you remotely download it? Because yeah, a lot of, remotely. Okay, because a lot of people or a lot of those things, like you have to go to a GameStop, and no, either get a code w- or um, like they have special releases. And- Actually, I th- I don't know because I went to GameStop a few times. Yeah, because I mean I remember like you know I got like a Rayquaza at one point, and then I was able to download like every starter Pokemon from. One of the generations. I mean, they do those types it's of things a lot. Blur. Yeah, but it's um, it's neat that they do that. I think it's awesome. Actually, I think it was a GameStop thing. Yeah, but like it's better than like a specific thing only in Japanese Poké Centers. Like, yeah, there was one of those where it was just like a specific. Like there was one we have a Magikarp that has a specific move mm-hmm. based off one of those events. Um, but yeah, getting back to it, it's one get Poké Bank if you're you want to make a lot of Pokemon. Um, in Wonder Trade, you get a lot of Pokemon with egg moves and hidden abilities, so I just kind of bank all of those. But, yeah, being able to customize what you say when you're marketing your Pokemon in the um, online aspect of it, mm-hmm. I think has to be customizable. It's, I mean, you can play the game, beat the storyline, and then you're done. The replayability, besides making, I mean, which they kind of trash the breeding aspect mm-hmm. it, it was the online the wonder trading in the market yeah that was a very long rant about that no, was, I, I that's irritated the, me the most no it's good Whether though because the graphics or the trials it's not being able to have that replayability that kept me on there for probably 200 300 more hours than i should have been yeah but it's it, if you play it in a specific way and then you get that taken away from you probably for kid-friendly reasons mm-hmm. but yeah, it irritated me. No, that's good. I mean, it was a good rant because I'm sure there are people out there that are, I mean, clearly people were into that. I mean, it's huge that, you know, breeding, trading, wonder trading, and that whole aspect of the game, it's... And, oh, and oh, you had, going. like, in Ruby version, you could do it anywhere. Like, I was in the middle of the Elite Four, 
And you were wonder trading? I was wonder trading out of my box or yeah. my computer. Yeah. You had to go to a specific place, like complete. It was like a, a circle. And Watch then, the, uh, the chair. Yeah. Look at a little squeaky chair. It right was um, like you had to go outside of your gameplay and like completely stop the flow of your game mm-hmm. to go to like a thing to do wonder trading and to do like your network related stuff. Anything that requires backtracking and disrupts the flow of gameplay is just not welcome, especially today. Like that's just stuff that stuff shouldn't exist, really. Yeah. If you don't have fast travel points, that's another thing they need. Oh, I guess they have fly. Fly HMs are the fast, fast travel. travel but yeah, so I'm saying like in Which general, they did a good job with. Games that don't have fast travel like get out of here. Games that where you can't save anywhere. Dark Souls. No. That they that's That it, that that makes sense. That's, that's an exception, you know. Although I know we're, again, getting off base here. In playing Dark, uh, or Lords of Fallen, one thing I like in that game that you can't do in the Dark Souls games that irritates the heck out of me, especially when my lovely wife is starting to ask me a question and I'm in the middle of a boss, is I can't press the start button. I can't pause it. In Lords of Fallen, you can't? And, and can't. And you, and no, in Lords of Fallen, you can. But in Dark Souls, Bloodborne, you can't pause the game. No, you can't, because... When in reality can you pause a game? Oh, if the entire Ryan. purpose, no, the entire purpose of the game is to be hard, right? Yeah. If you're in reality and you're like, crap, I'm in a really hard meeting and my boss's boss's boss just asked me a hard question, freaking pause the game. Yeah, but you know no, what? No, it's Ryan? you're in battle right there. No, you need a witty answer with a lot of facts behind it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I go into games to escape reality where I can't pause life. Okay, that is the you, feature then, then that play, is necessary and imperative to video games. Then you're in the wrong genre. <laughs> play a Pokemon game or a Mario game if you want to relax. Okay. If you're in a game that's literally big things trying to kill you. We sound like we hate each other. We actually love each other, guys. We're just, we just like getting, no. uh, giving each other. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> one of us loves the other one. The rest, you know. No, you can't pause those games. Disgruntled opinions over here. Um, we got real heated. Um, do you want to close by talking about... Where we want Pokemon to go, or do you got more yeah. crap to talk about over there about Sun and Moon? No, I think that's most of it. I okay. think just, yeah. Um, so I think I kind of alluded to it earlier, you know, just talking about um, the Switch and, you know, the inevitable full-on, you know, traditional Pokemon game that's going to be coming to the system hopefully in the next year. I, I mean, if, I, if, if somehow they squeak it in this fall, that would be amazing. Um, yeah. I see it being more of like a spring-summer release next year. But um, my hopes for more than anything is to just, I want to go back to Kanto. Um, I don't know what that would mean for the other, you know, 600 Pokemon or whatever. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go about that. Um, I think, I'm just kind of thinking of this on the fly. Ideally, if you could, similar to Gold and Silver, how you went back to Kanto, if you could go through the generations... Like, how amazing would that be if you had some... Cr- kind of, yeah, like, silver version where you went... So, some, some... I actually wrote that down, too. Multiple regions per one game. If they did, like, three regions in each game... Yeah, I mean, because we have so many games at this point. If you can consolidate it... I mean, they have multiple games and multiple versions of each game for probably money's sake. But I want to... Like, end-all, be-all Pokemon game. Yeah, so I want to Which be- is why Ruby was so great, is because you got to have all of the Pokemon. Yeah, so what I, my, my hope would be is that it almost be gated, in a sense, the fact that 
in the first region, you could only find the original 151. And then when you went to the new region, it'd be like kind of discovering not only this new setting, but this new world of Pokemon because you're in a completely different set of the world. You're not going to find in real life certain birds here. You have to go to a different area. So and then after you beat all three Elite Four, so say they're doing three out of the whatever. I think it'd be really neat if there was post-endgame content where you'd go back to certain regions. And they can have all of them. Yeah. I would, yeah. So you so if you beat, let's say, the first region, you go to the next, clearly you're still going to ch- take your Charizard and everything to the next region. But then you can How also, do they scale it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is just me. I'm not a game developer. Hypothetically speaking, I'm talking about my ideal Pokemon game. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And so the second game, when you go into that world, you beat it, what, or you're halfway through it, you can still somehow go back using Fly or whatever, um, go back to Kanto with... Um, your your ho ho, your your Lugias, your Totodiles, yeah. you know. Um, you just you'd still find the original one fifty one. Yeah. In that first region, and then the next, however many in the second region, and third, uh, equally the same. I also and th- then potentially have them, depending if it's a good idea or in practice. Yeah. Versus concept, having them everywhere afterwards. Yeah. Somehow, like they program the game to like when you unlock. Beat the third elite four. The, yeah, you you can go back to Kanto and find like a Toto or whatever. You yeah. know, um, no, that's a good point. Um, I think it'd also be really neat if they can almost. And again, this is like um, really shooting for the stars here, as far as like, my hopes. But like, if they can somehow incorporate an, almost an MMO like functionality where you can invite your friends to come along the journey with you, um, because you know you can have two versus two battles um, in the games. Like when you have like an NPC character you run into Team Slug or whatever the heck they are these days, yeah. um, and you fight two trainers at the same time, if you could bring you know, a friend, you and I could go into Kanto together, and whether we're exploring or fighting each other, like I want to see your avatar on screen. Yeah, you know, I don't want to have to go to some PC, and then we link, and it's just some arbitrary And then similar way of... to that, I would love to be able to see Pokemon in the grass. Yes, that is a huge thing. Like... I was hoping with the 3D graphics, I mean, in Sun and Moon, um, to be able to see that. And what they have is like a little black blur mm-hmm. that runs around. And it's like, oh, there's a Pokemon or like a special or a rare version of the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can actually see, like, what I have here is, I, I mentioned it earlier, was Pokemobs in Minecraft. That mod. Okay, yeah. It's worth just even looking at a trailer because you can't get it anymore unless you... You have it from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at what it was, you walk into this environment, which, I mean, granted, it's the Minecraft terrain, um, but you see these Pokemon in the grass. And you're yeah. like, there's a Pikachu over there. Oh, there's a Ponyta. And you're like, which one do I want to go at? You go after it, throw your Pokeball, or throw your Pokemon, and engage that Pokemon. And you can steer away from it if you don't want to battle it. But mm-hmm. you see them... Running around and that level of immersion that it creates, like I think that was probably one of the best versions of Pokemon that I've ever played. Better than the handheld and like the these games, because I mean Pokemon Go got s- close to it mm-hmm. because you could just picture like oh yeah. here like there's yep. a Pokemon standing there like let me catch it yeah. Um, but this is you're running through an environment that's more. It's not realistic environment, so you're there's a Pikachu on the pavement. It's you're in this lush kind of environment. I see a Pokemon over there. Let me catch it. Opposed to there's grass that I could potentially get a random flash encounter. of light encounter. 
Yeah, I mean, it would, because I think they could still do the transition, you know, like the little black thing that, like, spins around when you run into a Pokemon, but yeah. it would just be, you see the Pokemon. You see the Pokemon that you're running at. And, you know, I think this is perfectly possible. I, I'd really like them to almost um, tailor the art style to, I mean, of course, the nostalgic, you know, person in me wants the original, um, you know, character art and animations but even if they're able to kind not of not the realistic, if you go on Pinterest and you look up realistic, oh Pokemon, no, I don't want that. No, terrifying. No, oh yeah, that is really scary. But what I would like them to do is almost like tailor it to the new series um, of characters because I haven't played it. I've heard really good things, but you know the South Park Stick of Truth and the Fractured But Whole. Um, that's literally the name. Fractured. No, I know. I've, yeah. I've seen it. It's like a hundred dollars. Oh no, Fractured But Whole. That's like thirty dollars now. Those games are like really cheap. They're on the, the new consoles. Could have sworn it was a hundred dollars. No, those aren't okay. like those are not, they're not old school games. But my point, no, being, you know, I know you. Yeah. My point being is that, I mean, it's it's literally like you're watching a South Park cartoon, or yeah. the show, and I think it would be really neat if they were able to kind of replicate that art style in the three dimen- three you know three dimensions with Pokemon. I think it's perfectly doable. I understand we're asking a lot, but I think they really have to go big here. Um, yeah, I mean, because in the last one they split the community from yeah. old to new. Yeah. Um, they have to hit it out of the park. Yeah, no, I agree. I really hope they do. I mean, it's just, I, I felt so bad because with Sun and Moon, like, I don't want to talk so negatively about a Pokemon game. I just want gyms back. Yeah, I just, I want to enjoy the game, and I, I just, I, did, I just didn't. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I just did not have fun playing Pokemon Sun. Um, with that said, anything else to add about what we hope to see in the future? Well, wow, that was a very dreary way to end. Yeah. We have a lot of high hopes for Pokemon moving forward. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of interesting ideas out there. And I think if they listen to the community and kind of learn from Sun and Moon and kind of pick and choose, then we have it has a good future. Yeah. No, I agree entirely. Just... They can choose the greatest things from each of the different series, and then hopefully... I mean, they have a huge plethora of games to choose from. Yeah, they do. Uh, They definitely have their work cut out for them, no doubt, but I feel like um, they could really make something special with uh, Pokemon Switch, whatever that title ends up being. And I'm going to order it probably regardless. I mean, yeah, let's be real. I'm going to play it, whatever happens, um, for sure. Um, But uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited about the future of Pokemon. I really am, and hopefully in... Two to three weeks time, we'll be sitting here chatting about uh, the release trailer, you know, and the release date and yeah. our hopes and expectations and and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not expectations, but um, I don't even know. Lost my train of thought. It's been a long day. Yeah. Let's wrap up the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't talk anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Words escape Pre- us. Predictions. My predi- Predict- predictions is the worst. Wow, it took you that long to get yeah. predictions? Yeah. I just... I After you stopped saying words for like yeah. four seconds, I was like, what are you doing? No, yeah, I just couldn't think of the word. But prediction, like our predictions based on the trailer that we end up seeing. Yeah. But um, we want to thank you guys for listening to the episode. Yeah. We, oh, gosh, this is just so much fun. Yeah. I mean, this is... And I think similar, you know, the Elgin Gamers had a similar, you know, when they started their podcast that like... They get on Skype and they talk for, for hours on end about video games and they're like, why don't we just record this and, and you know, make a podcast? And I think similar to Ryan, when, when we would have game nights and sit there and talk, we just like, let's record this and let other people... See if people care who we have to say. <laughs> 129 people do, apparently. And like I said, yeah, 87 of those are me. Which is to me. Um, but yeah, so we just want to thank you guys for listening. We truly enjoy uh, putting this show up for you guys and uh, we hope you guys will continue to tune in. Uh, but like I said earlier... 
anything that you guys can send in to help make the podcast better, we're all about it. So yeah, please, critiques or anything. Yeah, constructive criticism or um, you have questions. Again, the the um, the email address will be in the show notes, but it's Otaku Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Like three times. I have, but you know what? I want people to write in. I really do. It'll be it'll be a good time. So again, my name is Rusty. You can find me on Twitter at RE Lewis2011. Ryan, you on Twitter yet? Nope. I'm gonna let everything go through you. All right. For, so that's okay. Yeah. I'm the channel of distribution here uh, with with the podcast. That's that's fine by me. So um, write into the show, reach out to me on Twitter. Please, I wanna know Everyone out there that's a Pokemon fan, like, what are your thoughts on Sun and Moon? Do you is it your favorite Pokemon game? Are you in a similar boat to Ryan and I, where you just really were not a fan of it? Please let us know. Spark some great discussion on the next episode of the podcast. We will most likely be talking about E three since we're about two and a half weeks out. Um, but your guess is as good as ours. We'll be uh, we'll have everything ready for you guys next week. We are going to be recording every Friday night um, until you know we tell you guys otherwise, and we'll be releasing episodes. Um, until busy season, probably. Until busy season with my work and, and things might, you know, go yeah. crazy with your, your schedule as well. Um, and re- so record Friday, release on Monday. So just um, keep an eye out for that and uh, we'll let you know if anything changes. But thank you for listening. Ryan, anything else to say? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, until next time. Until next time. See ya.